Pants on Trousers, a podcast for expats looking for belonging and connection in a foreign land. And we're your hosts, Areej and Raheel. We are two women who've left their lives behind in the US and Canada to experience expat life in the UK. So Areej, we're still in tier four in London. For those that don't know, tier four is basically lockdown, but it's not a national lockdown. Basically, some areas in the United Kingdom where the cases are really high for the coronavirus Mm -hmm. have to shut down their shops and restaurants and everything. And so it's like a a lockdown, but uh, other parts of the UK might not be locked down. But Areej, how are you keeping busy every day? Um, We are revisiting the toys that, uh, (laughs) that we've left behind over the years. We're just trying to be really creative about the space that we have and um, toys and crafts. And I I don't know, my my son, my older son is not really into crafts at all. And my younger son, who's two, almost two, um, is just a little too young for crafting per se. So I don't know. We're just trying to... um, we're trying to get them into like building and playing things together. And honestly, it's, it's really more about having a schedule because I'm going to rely on TV one way or another for sure. Um, I have to, I can't get through the day by doing things that are hands-on with them and keeping things interesting for them or for me. Uh, so, but it's just really a matter of like limiting the time for TV and having just a bit of a schedule. And my six-year-old is, uh, the type of, he's a type of kid that needs to kind of know what's happening next. So I need to, I actually need to have a schedule for him, um, and for me, for my sanity. Um, and then we try to go outside at least once a day, go for a walk, go to the park and, I don't know. I got to say it's, it's not easy. It's like, we're not seeing people. Um, my son especially is like really social. So, uh, he's obviously out of school and he needs that social connection. We have cousins, but they live quite far and we're not even supposed to be really interacting anyways. So anyways, that's, that's it. We're just getting it day by day. I try not to think too far ahead because then it'll feel like there's no end in sight, but I'm I'm sure there is. I just trying to take it day by day. How about you? Yeah. Yeah, same. Um, definitely taking it day by day. My kids are a little older. My daughter is 10 and my son is six. So they actually play together and they entertain each other. But, you know, same thing. Yeah. It's the holidays. They're now allowed to wake up and play video games or watch TV. So that yeah. my husband and I can sleep in a little bit. Right. But I really have to enforce that they put on a timer because I don't want them doing that forever. Yeah. So they have to put on a timer and they're allowed to play or watch TV or whatever for like an hour in the morning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then usually they're allowed another hour later in the day, right. but their father wants to watch all of the star Wars movies mm-hmm. through the Christmas holidays. Oh. <laughs> so yesterday I think they had like two hours they were watching. I don't even know what episode I'm one of those people that has made, gone through life without ever watching a movie Actually, I lie. I watched one movie when we first got married because my husband was really into it, but I kept falling asleep. Pause for a second. Yeah. You're telling me that like any movie or you mean a Star Wars movie specifically? A Star Wars movie. Oh, okay. 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 Same. What? (laughs) No, I've seen movies. Yeah. I have zero interest in Star (laughs) Wars. Star Wars. Got it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they're watching that. And so he's really, 
you know, upping their screen time, but whatever. It's the holidays. The it's- holidays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's one thing they can do together. Well, I mean, the annoying thing is, is we kind of have to fit in some homework because Adam's school, I see signs loosely. I don't think that they expect the kids to do homework every day. And I think it's more of a, a refresh and a keep up rather than, you know, they're obviously not getting any new material or new, uh, content to, to learn or practice, but I think it's just to maintain the stuff that they learned during the first term. So, but, you know, fitting that in, I guess it's kind of a blessing because then it adds a little bit more structure to the day. Um, but it involves a lot more bribery and I'm starting to run out of ideas. Um, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, it's been, uh, it's been, it's been fine. I, you know, we do a lot of movie nights, popcorn parties, we call them popcorn parties. Um, those are, those are the best. Yeah, they're, they're the best. It's popcorn and like a sweet mixed in like a Smarties or something like that. And then we just saw a really good movie on the Disney channel or Hmm. a Disney plus. If you guys have it, it's called soul. It's the new Pixar movie. Oh, okay. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. We, um, my, my son is like me. I remember when I was little, I used to repeat, I watched Annie and Mm -hmm. wizard of Oz on repeat every, I, feel so bad for my parents because they told me that I, it was literally, I was, had no interest in watching anything else. I just wanted to watch that on repeat. And my son's kind of like that. He just watches the same movies over and over again. And um, yeah. So anyways, we're doing a lot of that. And uh, last night, I just have to tell you a really weird thing that happened. Last night at about 2 a.m. Yeah. Um. Let me rewind, actually. Let me rewind to a couple nights ago where I was up really, really late and it was like one or two in the morning and I looked outside and I don't know why I was looking outside. I just happened to look outside and I saw a fox just kind of like curled up in a ball um, on my neighbor's little post. And and I was like, and foxes are distinct, right? Like they have those very triangular ears that stick up. There's a lot of foxes here. Yeah. There's a lot of foxes. Yeah, and they're just walking down the street in my back garden. Yeah, one usually. of my one of my favorite TV shows. I, I'm digressing here, but one of my favorite TV shows, um, Fleabag. Yeah, the, <laughs> not to spoiler alert, but like one the, one of the ends the end scene has a fox, and it just kind of walks by them yeah. while they're sitting in a bus stop, and and it's funny because it's it seems like commonplace. Raccoons are a very commonplace thing in Toronto, and I think the fox is like the 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 London equivalent. I don't know, but yeah, I agree. So, I agree. So we see this, I see this Fox and I was just like, ah, oh, interesting. But you know, it was, it's not a mystery. We have a lot of forests around us and stuff. But then, um, two nights ago, I, we were woken up in the middle of the night from this. Honestly, I can only describe it as like a terrifying, horrible sound. I, and it was a Fox and he was, trying to like scare slash attack a cat. Oh no. So I was just watching this whole thing and it was just kind of, you know, pacing back and forth around this cat and making this horrible, horrible, I don't, I can't even describe it. I don't, I don't know what to compare it to. It was just this crying, moaning, screeching sound. It was awful. And it woke up Adam and he's like, what is that? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) And sure enough, it was probably the same fox. Anyhow. Oh gosh. Yeah. So you said you live in an area with a lot of 
a green space. You said, I think there's like a forest or a woods near you. There's also a forest and a woods. There's actually a few woods near us. Yeah. And that's how we chose to live here and why we chose to live where we did. Right. How did you decide where to live? What was that process for you coming over here? Yeah. Finding a neighborhood because you didn't always live where you currently live. No. So talk so, to us about that. Sure. So, um, so currently we live in uh, an area called Parsons Green in Fulham. Um, when we first moved here, we moved into um, well, initially it was corporate housing for just about a month until we got our stuff. That was Westminster, um, but our neighborhood, neighborhood, and what we chose uh, was Chelsea to live in Chelsea because my. Uh, son Adam got into a school in Chelsea and we went through a whole application process. And I think we're going to talk about schools and that whole thing because it is a thing um, on in another episode. But basically, long story short, we uh, applied for several schools uh, and then he got into one and we decided that that was going to kind of be our our guide to where uh, or determining factor really uh, of where we were going to end up settling. And I wanted to be within walking distance because we obviously weren't going to drive or have a car for at least the first year. We still don't. Um, and I just wanted to have that um, ability to support Adam and, you know, walk him to his new school and pick him up and and that sort of thing. So and you yeah. hadn't been here before, right? You hadn't you didn't come on a discovery trip with your husband before? So I did not. I did not come on a discovery trip. Um, we were fairly familiar with London. I have some family here. We've visited several times. Uh, Walid's done a lot of work back and forth, and I would sometimes join him on trips. So we were familiar with the general areas. Definitely not the same as like living here, for sure. But um, we had a sense. Um, but he did come here. Uh, to do the interviews with my son, but that was a whole, that was a, a process in and of itself around schools. But we decided to just start looking around for a place on this site called Right Move. There's several, you know, real estate sites, obviously, but this one particular one, we um, chose a place and sight unseen signed a lease, which even the agents, um, even the agents had advised against. They were like, this is probably not a good idea, <laughs> you know, but we asked for a Zoom tour of the place and we're like, you know what? Like our options were narrow. It's not like we had a, a broad, um, you know, a broad sense of like where we wanted to live because we knew exactly it had to be in this neighborhood. Chelsea is not like hugely residential. So, right. and it's really expensive. So we were like, okay, not a lot of options. Let's just take it because it's proximity to school and so on and so forth. And so you signed your lease before you moved here, right? Yeah. Yeah, we did. We we signed our lease and we just took, took a, bit of a, a bit of a risk that ended up working out. But if I had any word of advice, if you're getting a Zoom tour, which now with COVID is a popular thing to do, uh, I think the real estate industry has moved a lot towards um, video tours and, and stuff. Make sure that you look at the the common areas and the hallway, because let me tell you, <laughs> the hallway and the lobby. The lobby wasn't so bad, but our hallway was dilapidated. It was shocking. I was like, "This is not. Oh, no. It doesn't match the inside of the unit. The unit itself was fine, but it was the hallway." So yes, ask to see the common areas. 
how about you? What, what was your deciding factor for how you, I mean, you said green space obviously was one. Green space, but schools like you, schools were our priority. My daughter was going to be in grade five and sorry, she was going to be in grade four. They call it year five here. Um, and we'll talk about that All in the school episode. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was going to be in grade four. So it was really important. We get her into a really good school, yeah. but we wanted close proximity to central London yeah. and we wanted her to be able to go to a public school. And so on our discovery trip, we had not been to London before. I mean, I had come as a child or a teenager a really long time ago, but I didn't really know neighborhoods or anything. And so after I had canvassed friends online and explored some of the expat groups, when we came on our discovery t- trip, mm-hmm. we had a handful of neighborhoods that we wanted to check out. Fulham was one of them, which mm-hmm. I absolutely loved. And it was actually going to be our top choice until we stumbled upon where we currently Rekeel. live, which is Crouch End. I, I know. Tell me we could have ended up in the same neighborhood. Just so, just we could have. So, so everyone knows Crouch End is what, like a 30 minute drive on a good day without traffic, right? I would yeah. Say. Yeah. It's far. We don't, it we don't see far. much of each other. And with lockdowns, it's, it's not a lot yeah. of in-person. Uh, well, yeah. my husband was going to be working at King's Cross and yeah. it only takes him 25 minutes to get to King's Cross right. from my son's school. So he drops my son to school and he hops on a bus and he gets to work. Yeah. And for Fulham, it would have been much longer a commute mm-hmm. and it just didn't seem at the time, like something we want to deal with, Mm -hmm. deal with. Also Fulham didn't have as high a concentration of public schools that they had in Crouch End. Right. Right. And so it really, that really helped. But yeah, when we came on a discovery trip, we hit the pavement. We just checked out a bunch of different neighborhoods, walked around, checked Mm -hmm. out what sort of local amenities were nearby. Would I enjoy walking around on my own when everybody was at school or work? Because like you, we didn't get a car. Mm -hmm. And we signed up with a bunch of different real estate agents. And the reason we did that was because different agents get access to different listings, but sometimes before it even Mm -hmm. gets put on right move. Yeah. And so we just wanted Hence to the really- the 50 emails that you receive from the <laughs> agents exactly. that you sign up with. Yes. Exactly. So that's why we sort of cast our net really wide, but we didn't sign up for a house until we moved here. We didn't find anything while we were still in California. I mean, I did the same thing, Zoom tours, et cetera, but there was nothing that really caught my eye. Mm-hmm. So we just landed, secured a temporary housing through our relocation agents, which, oh my God, that was such a nightmare. Um, If you are working with a relocation agent, please take the time to check every single document that they send to you because they do not always check it themselves and they get the dates wrong and you might lose out on housing because because of the time difference. There was an eight hour time difference for us. We said, yes, we want this house, go to bed, think it's being done and it's not. And by the time they, they've sent you another email to confirm something. And by the time you respond to that, the the place is gone. Mm -hmm. And the summertime is really busy in London for temporary Mm -hmm. housing. So just really make sure you read all the dates. We ended up in three different temporary houses before we landed in our spot. Um, We moved here in July and we found our place relatively quickly. If you think about it, it took us probably about two, 
three weeks mm. to find a place in Crouch End and sign a lease and get that all sorted. But then we didn't actually get the place until September because they were going to do some renovations and whatnot. And I'm really happy with our place. I'm I'm really glad we chose this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of trouble with the relocation agents, like I said, with dates not being checked and whatnot. But mm-hmm. I also had a lot of trouble with the agents. The agents can be pushy and mm. it's a new country and they'll be telling you that it works this way mm-hmm. and you've got to, you've got to act quickly or what have you don't fight. Like I, I, one time there was one point where the agent actually drove me to tears and I had to call his supervisor and tell him to back off and that I wanted to work with somebody else because I just couldn't deal. I just wanted a little bit of time to read everything thoroughly, make sure that we weren't signing and locking ourselves up into something that wasn't going to work out. And Mm -hmm. he didn't want to wait for me. And that wasn't cool. We had already put a deposit down. Yeah. And I okay. really was just asking for some time to read through something. So right. just right. don't. Big decision too. It's not, yeah. It's, a it's not something you want to be bullied to. It's a lot of money. Yeah, for it's, sure. For sure. Because they ask for six week deposit, um, typically anyways. Yeah. And, and the rents are high. The rents are high. <laughs> and luckily we were used to the high rents because we lived in the Bay Area before moving here. Right. And yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. We were, we were used to the, we didn't have sticker shock, but- I just wanted to be thorough. Yeah, and of course. I was being bullied. So don't be afraid to just hold your ground and yeah. tell people to back off. Yeah. No, that's that's really good advice. That's good advice. And and no, yeah. No, Go I was ahead. I was just gonna say when you come when you come here, you for the most part you think it's temporary and that's sort of your initial plan, whether that ends up being permanent or not, you know, who's to say? I suppose anything's possible, but but you don't want to come here and anticipate to move two or three times. If you're only here within two years, um, you want to find the right place. Um, for us, moving to another neighborhood was, um, there was a lot of factors that kind of um, pushed us towards making the decision to move out further away from from Adam's school. So he gets bussed in. And, um, luckily there's, uh, there's a school bus that comes to our area. It's not that far, but, um, but the logistics seemed to work out, but it's also feeling like you're part of a community and part of a a neighborhood. And I didn't have that feeling where we were and we were in a, we were in a flat or an apartment, I guess you call it. And here, and, um, and the space was, okay. It was a good, it was a good size apartment. Um, but I think once my, uh, baby turned into a toddler and I had two kids running around the house, it became a little much. And let me tell you this washing machine, their washing machines here are miniature in general. And I, (laughs) I've been warned, I've been warned, but this was like, if I was a hobbit, I would probably be completely fine doing my laundry, but you had to like, crouch and go on your hands and knees to get into this like laundry. I don't, I'm not even going to call it a laundry room. It doesn't deserve that name. It was like a, it was under the stairs. So completely slanted. Hence why you had to bend down to get in. And, um, and yeah, it was impossible to do laundry. So that was another factor because again, with two small boys, um, there's constant laundry and, uh, I'm not saying that I moved just because of the laundry machine slash laundry room, but 
Um, but it was, there was a lot of factors, but the main thing was just feeling like you're part of a neighborhood and a community. Right. And, um, and I, I just kind of felt like I needed that regardless of whether we were staying only one more year or two more years. Um, I definitely needed to have that feeling. Are you still in zone one? So London is divided into zones for people who don't know. And those are zones. So central London is zone one. I am in zone two. So I'm just a 20 minute tube ride from zone one. And that's why my husband's commute's only 25 minutes as well. And then the further out you go, you can get up to like zone eight or nine and um, they get further and further away, but they're still really good connections, either underground or above ground mm. to central London. So are you still zone, uh, zone one? Fulham apparently is zone two. Right. Um, so I guess that means it's still a short commute to central London. I think. It is fairly short. It is fairly short. Parsons Green Station is the closest station to us. There's Fulham Broadway Station as well. Um, you know, if you're close to a, a tube station, uh, anyone will tell you, you are very, very well connected to the transportation system. Unfortunately, exactly. unfortunately and right now tube- it's not exactly an option to take transit or like a necessarily safe option because of COVID. But yes, t- typically it's uh, it's very easy to get around. And tube, for those who don't know, is what they call the subway system here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a funny word. Do you have any other ones for us today, Rage? You know what? I I do. So, um, so I was having a conversation with someone. I think it was my cousin, and she she gave me a friendly warning and. Uh, she basically said that, you know, when you say that something is nice, Mm -hmm. there is like, there's like something kind of condescending about that. Like you can say, oh, that dress is nice. And it's almost like a, um, a pat on the head kind of thing. Like, oh, that's nice. But you're supposed to say that something is lovely if you're paying a compliment or you're complimenting an object. It's supposed to be, um, it's supposed to be a, you know, a more sincere, uh, term of, uh, like a, a more sincere compliment. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> nice is apparently insulting. So I'm really glad that that's been part of my main, you know, part of my vocabulary. I mean, in Canada it works, but not here. So yeah. <laughs> I've had to, I have to shift. I've had to shift that for sure. But you know, having Having said that, I just want to add, I think when, when I go back home, whether it's to visit or end up moving back home, it, these are the things that are going to be hard to shake, right? Because you come here and you don't necessarily adopt the, um, the accent, but you definitely adopt the language because it just, it's easier because there's no sense in communicating with other people here in, you know, terms that I use in Canada that work in Canada, you have to kind of adapt. So having to redo that when you go home, um, you know, is it, it's going to be a whole thing. So have you started saying herb or basil? (laughs) (laughs) See, I just, basil and herb still come really natural. No, 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 I haven't, I haven't done that, but I I do spell mum. And I do say mum as in mum, M-U-M, as opposed to the M-O-M. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I can't. When my kids call – my son came home and with something written down and it said mum, my heart was broken. <laughs> I was like, no, I am mom. But – forever be mom. <laughs> but would you, when, you're, when you're changing your kids or when you're talking about 
pants versus trousers. Yeah. Um, do you say trousers or do you say pants? Go put your pants on. Oh, we on still it. say pants. No, we do all you? still say pants. No. We can't. See, I, I have not. <laughs> I can't. I have to I have to use trousers because, you know, I can't oh. put my son through that humiliation of like and especially Aiden, like he's this it's all he knows. He's his trousers <laughs> because I, you know, I can't have him go go to places and say I need to put my pants on. It's okay. I'm raising bilingual kids. My kids say they have words that they use at home for me. My son's very like dumbed it down. He's like, mom, I will say rubber when I'm at school, but I will say eraser when I need one from you. And I was like, okay. Or he's like, I'll say, put this in the rubbish when I'm at school, but I'll say, I'm going to put this in the trash when I'm home. So my kids are learning to be bilingual in English. Okay. That's good. You're making, you're, you're, you're challenging them. I guess I'm trying to make it, I'm trying to make it too easy on them. We are going to move home one day. So they've got to be fluent in both. Fair enough. Yeah. 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 Well, Arij, it was lovely talking to you today. You as well. You as well. Um, Thanks to all for tuning in. Um, If you have liked what you've heard, please, please leave a comment and um, a like. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Or you can follow us on our Twitter account at not trousers or follow us on Instagram at pants, not trousers. Thanks so much for tuning in. Talk to you soon, Raheel. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.